0: Chapter 13 of Sex Life of the Gods This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by William Tomko. Sex Life of the Gods by Michael Ner. Chapter 13 outside in the corridor lors nodded to the guards and began walking toward thesa's quarters in his mind now that he again had a whole mind was the feeling of being trapped the feeling of being caught in a mesh-like web that was about to strangle him perhaps they could patch things up on terra but the two terrans would have to die or at least one merely to gain him another month or two with beth was it worth it in the long run was it practical perhaps he didn't really love the terran woman maybe it was just infatuation or gratitude or even the result of long abstinence if that was the case it would be brutal for them to kill the one man who could make her happy then on the other hand suppose his love was genuine if he really loved her the coming accident which he was to stage would never come to pass he knew himself too well to believe that he would take beth and run get away into another country, change his name, his features. He smiled to himself and remembered his training on Mars, and the ability of the spaceman to reach out with a long arm to stop anything. Anything. We are the gods, he remembered. We are the gods who move with lightning and speak in thunder. The Terrans are like so many cows that need a watchful eye upon them at all times. God's. Yes, in a manner of speaking, he decided that they were gods, but what did the book say about one of the minor gods being caught up in a crazy thing like this? It had never happened before. Without actually realizing it, he found himself standing at the door to his own quarters. A single guard, armed with an auto rifle, stopped him when he approached the door. "'I'm sorry, sir,' the spacer said. "'You cannot enter here.' Danson was on the other side, he knew." Nicholas Danson, the artist, the man with whom he had traded places. Suddenly he wanted to speak with the man, find out about him. All at once Danson was not just another Terran, he was a man with feelings, emotion. "'I'm first Spacer Lors,' he heard his voice rumble with authority. "'I'd like to speak with the Terran.' The guard stiffened. "'I'm sorry, sir. I didn't know who you were.' "'You will open the door, Spacer?' Yes, sir, but you'd best leave your sidearm with me. Lors nodded and pulled his auto-pistol from the black leather holster and handed it to the guard, who stuffed it into his belt. He reached back and unlocked the door. As it swung open, Lors stepped inside. The room was not large. It couldn't be very big on a starship, but it was serviceable. There was a dresser and locker for uniforms, as well as a busy screen, a couch, and a small bed. The Terran was lying on the bed, reading. Lors smiled at him. They could have been twins of the same mother, were it not for the fact that Terran's disposition was different. He hadn't shaved in a few days, and his black hair was tangled. Even the fatigue uniform he wore was rumpled badly. "Hello, Danson,' Lors said, in English, and to his acute surprise, the Terran answered in Lors's tongue. "'This mortal bids welcome to the great god Lors,' Danson said, with a faint smirk. "'You speak my language?' Lors asked, puzzled. "'Why not? You speak mine. "'When they checked my brain, they found that I had a rather high IQ. "'Besides, I have read all your reading material and decided that you have lousy taste, "'so I decided to learn the language and try to make conversation with my watchdogs.' "'You are comfortable?' Danson nodded wonderful first-rate now that i know the language i'm going to get a deck of cards and teach my jailers how to play draw poker then i'm going to win this starship and take it to washington for analysis i didn't come here to jest danson lit a cigarette and smiled thinly why did you come here to see you are you well taken care of certainly they've hooked up my pine-sized tv set so that i can look at the earth i've been to the lunar base terrific real estate a rock pile elaborate but still a rock pile i eat very well i sleep occasionally except that i cannot get used to the total darkness and i have minor grievances like i want to get the hell out of here he stood up suddenly and glared at lors am i happy am i content hell yes i'm so goddamn content i'm going stir-crazy from it i'm sick of the whole damn mess first pacer Lors, plain downright sick and take it easy danson shut up shut your damn mouth because i'm not finished tell me god have you ever been confined to a pint-sized prison you ever had your brain picked clean by a flock of intellectual buzzards You ever sat in a room with the walls closing in on you, listening to a couple of blue-uniformed knotheads stand outside your door, talking a babble of language that sounded like Chinese and not be able to speak to them? Not be able to take a piss because you don't know how to find the toilet and don't know how to ask where it is? Well, I have. I have, and I'm up to my ears with this whole bit. I lie here every night and dream about taking this so-called starship and ramming it up your ass, plate by plate." Danson broke off suddenly, unable to continue his wild tirade. He sat there on the edge of the bunk, his face a livid white, with the cigarette dangling from his lips. His left eye closed against the bite of the smoke, and his jaws nodded as he stared at the wall. "'All finished?' Lors demanded quietly. Danson grunted. "'Yeah. Yeah, Ace. I'm all finished. In a way, I'm sorry, but it felt good.' I've wanted to get all that off my chest for a long time. "'I can see your position, Danson,' Lors told him. "'I know what you've been through, but I can't do anything about it. I follow orders.' Danson grinned. "'Who are you trying to kid, pal? You got Commander Zark's daughter eating out of the palm of your hand. Hell, I'll bet you pull more strings around this ship than a puppeteer.' ''I've underestimated you, Danson,'' Lors told him in a soft voice. ''You have an interesting mind. Quite a grasp.'' Danson snorted again. ''You guys aren't the sharpest people in the world. I will give you a bit of advice for free. You better either return me to Earth or kill me. In another thirteen months, I'll figure out a way to blow this hulk into a million pieces.'' ''I doubt that,'' Lors mused. ''Go ahead and doubt it, but you better keep the powder magazine under double guard.'' "'and while you're at it, you better have the boys be careful of what they say around me, "'since I know the lingo.' "'How many spacers have you talked to?' Lors asked. "'How many of them know how intelligent you are?' Danson shrugged. "'Why?' "'Just wondered.' Nick Danson looked at him narrowly. "'You have something on your mind, Lors?' "'Maybe. Right now, I'll keep it to myself. "'Until then, keep your mouth shut about how smart you are.' a weapon nick is only useful when the enemy doesn't know how well it will work when they know a counterweapon can be made lors moved to the door i'll be back probably he said and went out into the corridor leaving the terran to ponder on what he had said the guard snapped to attention then handed lors his auto pistol the first spacer slipped it into the holster and snapped the flap then he walked rapidly toward first spacer thesis quarters with the germ of an idea filtering and dancing through his mind it wasn't a complete idea but it certainly was a wild one the chances of its working were about a thousand to one but if it did things might work out he hoped so he reached the door of thesis quarters and jerked it open His fingers fumbled for the button inside the door that would switch on the lighted walls. When he found it, he closed the door and flicked on the lights. He stared at the inside of the room in amazement. She was lying on the bed, with her golden hair falling about her shoulders like a waterfall of sunlight, and her lips pulled back over white teeth to smile at him. But he was stunned, frozen to the spot. Jella, he whispered, in shock. End of chapter 13. Recording by William Tomko.